Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome once again to Phantom Talk. Uh, I am stealing Josh's intro on that one, but you know, it's a, it's a, yeah, you know, we, we always kind of, I am a thief, yes, you know, we do just kind of, we kind of share things around here with the Phantom Correspondents, that's what we do, you know. Um, today we're going to be talking about the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Um, in a spoiler cast. So, like I said, this is going to be a spoiler cast. If you have not watched the film just yet, you want to form your own opinions about it, please go right ahead and uh, check out the four hours and two minutes of it. And can I uh, say something? Sure. <laughs> what could we possibly say about this movie that would spoil anything? Well, there's things that happen towards the end that are technically spoilers. I. Should, should, we re, should we retitle the podcast? But think, nothing or? like leads to anything. That's all I'm saying. We're already there. We're already there. Uh, hold on, hold on. We're not through the intro yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah you're, you're I was giving... just saying, I, you can't spoil anything if it doesn't have fun. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead. I don't know. Maybe people... Ooh, okay. <laughs> all right. Maybe people don't know that Joker gives Batman uh, the option for a sexual favor. Oh, that's true. Do people not know that? That's See, true. that's a spoiler. That is new. And, it is. And I didn't know it, and, and, and just, I, I kind of wish it had been spoiled for me, actually. Well, you did say it was so a spoiler I could cast, prepare. so I I did. That yep, was the it's, only it's in the title. You know, <laughs> so uh, so if you're still here, and we already spoiled that for you, then just stick around, you know. Um, but 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 in all seriousness, uh, trying to be. Um, I was being absolutely serious. Are, I, I know, no, 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 just, yeah. Uh, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about the Snyder Cut. Um... This has been this has been a it has been a big big undertaking for fandom, um, and whether you love it or hate it, it is a historical moment. Oddly enough, um, so we're just gonna just jump right in. Um, Jenny, overall feeling about the Snyder Cut? It was dumb. It was dumb. Okay, <laughs> just do you want to elaborate at all? Okay, you know what I'll say. I really like. The characters without this movie. You really like the characters? Wow. Okay. Yeah, right. no, like I'm a, big fan. I'm a big fan of Batman. Love Wonder Woman. Um, you know, Aquaman's alright. So you know, and Cyborg and like uh, Superman's really cool. There we go. Okay. Um, was, at least we got a reference. I was never really Lois Lane's whatever, but. Uh, but you know them in this movie just wasn't really you know. But I like them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I I do feel like you know in fairness I do feel like we do need to preface with this. All four of us are big comic fans. All four of us really enjoy. Yes, we we all really really enjoy DC. Um, the problem is that these movies have not lived up to what our expectations have been. Speak for yourself. Um, <laughs> so, um, hence uh, what Jenny um, said about uh, about the film. Which, excuse me, I, I, we jumped right in. I skipped the introductions of who's with me. I apologize. So that was uh, Jenny, better known as the Admin Raven. What up? You know, uh, we also have with us the Wise Sage, uh, Josh Hardesty, my brother. Uh, mm -hmm. Josh, hey, I'm here. Yeah, you're here. Uh, okay. Um, we also have with us we're uh, and, and and our lovely host um, for this podcast, yeah. uh, the Red Lanyard, Al Mattingly. Booyah! Booyah! <laughs> yeah. And of course, uh, I am the EIC uh, Vance McCarty. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, so... Clearly the so, movies made us a little scatterbrained. A little, yes. Um, four, dude, four hours of anything will just... It'll do that to you. That that, that happens. Um, I don't think my mind has ever been clearer. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> nope. Uh, Josh, overall... No, go to Al. I've got a long, overwrought answer for your first Ooh, question. Okay. Al, overall feelings about this movie? Me? Yes. It's quite a way to spend four hours. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 You're right. Yeah. It was a movie. It was a movie. Um, <laughs> four hours. Yeah. And like two minutes. Yeah. That's yeah. Your, that's, <laughs> your, that's your. That's your. That's all you're gonna say. Four hours. It is a. L- yeah. Hours. Your overall thought process is just four hours. Mm-hmm. You got nothing else. I'll get okay. into it. <laughs> um, since we're gonna, I guess we're gonna save Josh for last. Um, my overall feelings for this movie, just I wanted to, I wanted to really enjoy this movie. I did. Um, I went into it trying to, trying to be open minded, um, and and I and I think I I was pretty fair to it um, as best as I could be. Um, I before before this movie, I did watch rewatch Man of Steel, and I re and I watched the. Ultimate Edition of the Batman vs. Superman for the first time. I've never actually seen the Ultimate Edition. Um, and this was probably only the second or third times I had actually seen them since theaters. So I, so going back to them for more or less was a good thing to do because it reminded me why I really didn't enjoy them, unfortunately. Um, but, but I wanted to go into this movie thinking of it as a solid trilogy of this was what Zack Snyder wanted to bring to film. Of Man, starting with Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, and then this version of Justice League. Here we are. Um, instead of Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, and then what we got in 2017, um, which was this kind of this weird kind of hodgepodge. And hate to say this movie isn't a whole a whole lot better when it comes to just the idea of a hodgepodge, um, because it is the editing on this is very very odd. Um, but we'll get more into that here in just a little bit. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, overall, I tried to what. Was there editing? There, there was some editing. Okay. Um, okay, I thought it was but I, uh, yeah, okay, so first question is, was there editing? But yes, there was. Um, <laughs> um, I, I did I did try to go in with an open mind. I did try to find the good in this movie. Um, there are a couple things I did enjoy, um, which we will get there. Um, but I'm, that's just going to be me. I think I'm going to be the only one who's going to actually, you know, say anything positive about this movie and honestly I don't have a whole lot to say myself um, but anyways Josh overall feelings about this movie so here's the, here's a I'll preface my long overall answer by saying this um, if Zack Snyder was forced off of this film he shouldn't have been and he should have been allowed to finish this uh, and that's that's coming from someone who feels like Zack Snyder's kind of a hack but he had already started he had a concept of where he was going and he should have been allowed to at least finish this movie and I, and I don't think this movie would have done any better or worse depending on who was in charge of it but just for the sake of you know what he had done he has cultivated some type of support uh, clearly so he should have been able to finish this movie that being said one of the things I have to come to grips with and it's been difficult for me to do this for the past five, six years that we've had to endure Zack Snyder as a substantial part of nerd culture. And one of the things I have to come to grips with, and I think all of us have to come to grips with, is these are not movies made for us. You know, and by that I mean the four of us here. These are not movies made for people who, 
you know, like to glean, you know, real uh, substantive, you know, wisdom from movies or anything like that. You know, I I, I grew up on things like this is gonna this is gonna this you're y'all gonna laugh when I make these comparisons, I promise. But like the entire the first time I ever considered that capital punishment was a bad thing was due to a Rugrats episode, you know, uh, where they decide that uh, Angelica has stolen a tricycle and they put her on trial and they're going to kill Cynthia for it. They were going to kill her. Yeah, they were going to kill Cynthia the doll and they were going to put Cynthia, they tied her to balloon. And you know, if the trial went the wrong way, they're just gonna let Cynthia yeah. go. Birdhouse was savage, man. And then, and, but that was a that was that was a group of adults saying to themselves, "How can I crystallize a concept in the most in an adolescent way possible that they would understand it?" First time I ever considered that, you know, we don't always understand people's past is in a Doug episode where he knocks down an entire house with a rock, mm-hmm. and Patty tells him like. I hate you for this, and then you have to figure out why that is. And that's because of Patty grew up in that house, and like our consequences of actions. That's a Doug episode. These are adults saying to themselves, what? "How can I crystallize a concept in the simplest way possible?" Zack Snyder is the exact inverse of that. He is a adolescent mind trying to consider all these big ideas possible. It's literally what we would do when we were growing up playing with action figures. And we were like, well, what are the cool concepts I can come up with and do this? And like, we'll kill off one guy that we don't like in the action figure so it'll create drama and stuff like that. That's literally what Zack Snyder's doing. And people love that kind of movie. And it's just, it's not for me. You know, but that's... I, and, and I don't get it, but, you know, these are very adolescent-driven movies. You know, there's no concept here that's, you know, I mean... There's no philosophical concept to anything that happens here. You know, there's no there's no idea of like, you know, overcoming, you know, any type of, you know, character flaw or whatever. You know, like we know Aquaman has character flaws in this movie, but I don't know why he decides to become a team player at the end of it. Did I miss that part? You know, I mean, Cyborg doesn't decide to become a team player until his father's taken from him. You know, and. Which is weird to me because he hates his father. So, like, that was strange. You know, Batman, you know, who's an anti-gun person, a substantial part of Batman's character and who he is, is I don't use guns, you know, because that's too easy. And then what do we see him do in this one, Al? He goes John Wick. Yeah. He just starts capping people, man. I mean, and I understand the parodies, but still, it's like that concept... That's important, and it's it's not important to Zack Snyder because he's trying to get from point A to point B in the easiest way possible by just throwing all this cool stuff on the screen. So it's literally the exact inverse of everything I grew up with that I liked, and uh, you know, so that, that's 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 where, that's my overall thought on the movie. And I mean, that's the you know that that's it. These these movies are not meant for us. They just aren't. So every time you see somebody going like, "This is one of the best things I've ever seen." Just realize it's it's really it's not it's not meant for the four of us. I'm just going to spend a lot of time thinking about the cartoons I watched when I was a kid. Yeah, and any Dude, issues that come up. So, first time I thought about intersectional feminism was on an episode of Red and Stimpy. 
I was ready for it, man. I was like, I was literally going through my head, like all the Ren and Sippy episodes. I'm like, I don't remember that at all. And, and so anyway. Man, my uh, my next question is going to be odd. Um, what's your favorite episode of Ren and Stimpy? No, it's not. No, you know, in fairness, it's not as odd as what's, what's come before already. I suppose that's true. Um, Al. Hi. What did you enjoy Ooh, this, yeah. about this movie? Um, it is. Yes. Well, um, appropriately enough, I, as I as I exclaim "booyah," as as the cyborg of old used to do. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> that line was not in the movie, which is a shame. But um, um, I enjoyed this cyborg stuff. I enjoyed it more in this one than I did in the original um, theatrical cut. Um, some of the things we've learned about uh, Ray Fisher's experience on the theatrical um, set um, has definitely kind of helped contextualize that a bit, I think. Uh, from all reports I've seen, Ray Fisher says that his experience in um, his experience with uh, the Snyder Cut version was his preferred experience. Mm. Um, which I think that's a very valid thing to hear from him. Um, I, I can definitely tell because they felt a lot more fleshed out yeah. in this version. Um, you know, that's not to say this version of Cyborg was not without its issues. Mm-hmm. Um, he was still... I mean, again, it comes with the territory of it being a part of um, the Zack Snyder-verse of these characters, but he was still very, very dark uh, throughout the film. Um, I don't think we saw Ray Fisher smile once on camera um, in the film which is a shame for somebody who grew up on Teen Titans and well, he smiled he actually smiled when he was being played by the by the mother box witches oh well he yeah. was smiling does he smile does he smile at the end I'm assuming he smiles at the end when he's on top of the reactor with the six of them because it'd be kind of awkward if he didn't smile while Flash think he smiled, fist bumped actually. him I no? no I, I can see him just not smiling well yeah yeah. Which again was it was kind of a jarring take on the character given uh, my familiarity with um, Cyborg from like the Teen Titans mm. um, stuff like that. Who was a more he had his his moments when he was very serious. Um, again, a more serious piggyback on what Josh was saying. I think of the episode of Teen Titans uh, that dealt with racism um, with uh, the alien who shows up and is really cruel and, and prejudiced towards Starfire. Yeah. And Cyborg actually has a very good um, interaction with Starfire. That's capped off with like a fun joke where he says, I know how that feels. I'm part robot. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. dealt, it dealt with like a pretty serious issue in a really mm-hmm. good way, but it was still kind of fun and still capitalized on that mm-hmm. more lighthearted part of who Cyborg is. So it was a shame I didn't get to see that um, side of the character, but again... Um, I do give a lot of credit to Ray Fisher. I believe him when he says all of the things he said about the movie in general. Mm. Uh, but also, I believe him when he said he preferred this version um, of the movie and his relationship with Zach um, Snyder. Um, even though I don't, even though I don't enjoy a majority of Snyder's films, I don't think he's like some kind of evil, insidious dude. I'm sure he's a very, very nice dude, mm-hmm. um, but. But yeah, I enjoyed the cyborg stuff. That and the Wonder Woman stuff was great too, but that was 
Ain't, ain't a limitation music, man. That's the standard. Yeah. That's the that's the standard with Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I just enjoy everything she's done. So I, uh, you know, I was gonna say that I, one thing that I have heard is that I've never heard a bad thing said about Zack Snyder from at least from the actor, at least from what I can look up or from, from what I've mm-hmm. seen. I've never heard yeah. an actor say that they did not enjoy working with him, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's <laughs> you know it's kind of it's kind of interesting that the the Go ahead and bring this up. The sexist aspects of the 2017 version were not in like like the, the primary one, of course, being Flash when he lands on Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. That is not in this movie, you know. Yeah. And like, I, if nothing else, then that makes this a little bit better. That mm-hmm. that 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 will be the one thing that I will that will definitely say is a definite positive uh, moving up on that one. Um, but yeah, I've I've never heard anyone say. Any, any of these guys and all of them are very outspoken in support of him the same way that the in a really similar way too the way that like the the Guardians uh, cast was really supportive of James Gunn and I don't know but I, you're, you're right you know like it's I've never really enjoyed any of his movies but you know at, at the very least I supposedly he's a good person to work with I'm um, sure he's a nice dude Jenny what did you enjoy about this movie? Uh, Wonder Woman was pretty cool yeah. She I mean, was pretty cool. Yeah, for I'd say mostly all of her scenes were pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Absolutely. Ne- Nito, Wonder Woman. Ne- Nito, Wonder Woman. Yep, yeah. that's Nito, Wonder Woman. that's dude. I, that's the best summary of 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 this of this movie. Actually, it's just Nito, Wonder Woman. Nito, uh, just. Maybe there was something else. <laughs> Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. Oh, um. The Aquaman Ooh. Simps I found very amusing. The, the Aquaman, Aquaman Simps. Simps. Yes. Yeah. They were very amusing. I don't know. Like, we found they... the title of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they added or took away anything, but they were very... Uh, yeah. They were different and um, funny and creepy all the yeah. same time. So if, um, if, so yeah. if you're not understanding what we're referencing, which... If you, if you end this movie, because that happens like in the first like 20 minutes, and I understand if you've just watched... Three almost three and a half. It takes or, like forty-five minutes to get to that point. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if, if you've watched, you know, three hours of a movie, it's easy to forget the beginning. Um, uh, sometimes it's hard to forget that though. But the <laughs> when Aquaman grab his sweater, yeah. they smell it and they start singing. And the they keep singing. <laughs> and like it's it is a long scene. scene. Uncomfortably like, it's, long. It, yes. <laughs> I would probably do a similar thing if I got a hold of just a little Well, no, okay, no, no. Seriously, though, I've thought about this. Imagine any other director doing that scene. Seriously, though. And, like, that scene plays out completely different. So, like, that, that scene could have been very similar to when Thor and Dark World, and by the way, we're comparing this movie favorably, Dark World favorably to this movie, but anyway, when Thor gets on the subway in Dark World and that one woman just randomly touches his chest and, like, steps back, and it's, like, this really, like, funny kind of scene, mm-hmm. you know, why didn't he play it like that? If it, it, that it, was very serious. That scene, no, that, that scene should have been Jason Moore throwing the sweater on, and literally every other director I know that's done a super movie would have been, like, some girl just casually goes over, grabs sweater, just, like, walks off. It would have been, like, a cute little... No. I mean, not cute, but, like, just kind of, like, a fun little, like, oh, that's, that's kind of hilarious. You know, obviously, Jason Momoa is hot. We want his sweater. Instead, what you get is people worshipping the hotness of Jason Momoa. That, yeah. And, like, this is a very strange thing to do. So, in a way, that's kind of no, sexist, it's not. to be honest. But... That, you know... 
that's... I mean, it's just weird. It's like, it's you know, like, they go and they grab the sweat and they keep singing. He sniffs it and then stings some more. And so you just have, like, this weird... Well, I'm just saying, if you do that with guys and Wonder Woman, it becomes something different. But anyway, I found it amusing, even though it's wrong mm-hmm. and uncomfortable. Uh, oh, it's very it was very and, amusing. And it yeah. just kept going too. So I'll be thinking. Yeah, Bruce Wayne just leaves. Yeah. He's yeah. just like, I'm not sticking around for this. I don't know what's about to happen. <laughs> Homegirls sing for a while. Yeah. A long time. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. It's Which a I guess long the soundtrack was like original music of but, but then Bruce Wayne leaves, and then they still focus on it. Yeah. Because actually, she grabs a sweater after Bruce Wayne leaves. Because yeah. Bruce Wayne's like, okay, I'm going to leave before this gets any weirder. <laughs> and then she grabs a sweater, and then they keep singing. Yeah. It's definitely like, not weirder. It well, is an odd... So although we're roasting it, it is something I'm like the best Okay, gotcha. So, so yeah, so Aquaman <laughs> sings. Even though it was also okay, horrible, cool. it was funny too. So. But mostly Wonder Woman, she's neat. She is neat. Wonder Woman is neat. She's great. Gosh. What did you enjoy about this movie? The, literally, the scene I enjoyed the most was Wonder Woman uh, just straight up murdering people in the bank. Uh, I did enjoy that um, simply because, like, the way that that scene is framed, you know, is Wonder Woman like just murders like four people in about a span of like five seconds because she's only got fifteen to mm-hmm. stop the bomb. So obviously, this is a five minute scene, and uh, you know, she murders a bunch of people in like five seconds. And then, you know, she goes, takes care of the bomb, and the guy's just like, well, I'm just going to use this assault rifle to kill them. And he's got it set on the, which I don't know if guns actually work this way. <laughs> I know they do in Call of Duty, but it's Call of Duty. But he's got it set on the one bullet per yeah, pool. Single shot. Yeah, single shot. So then, we, then we're led to believe that he's just going to go pop, pop, pop. On these hostages, which seems to be a really inefficient way to do I mean, this. I mean, it is Bruce Bolton, so you know, you know like, so, he's, he's not intelligent. You know, so, so then it's Wonder Woman, intimate that way. Though. So then Wonder Woman <laughs> swoops down, and he's like, "I'm going to switch to fully automatic." And then what? Then we get a great scene, an unequivocally great scene, where Wonder Woman's just blocking bullets, yeah, and it's great. fantastic. Cool. I think then, it's safe to say that Zack Snyder's favorite superhero is probably Wonder Woman. I, it's definitely not Batman. Right, right. It's definitely not Batman. <laughs> so, but like he just he just block she just blocking bullets. You know she uh, hits her uh, you know uh, gauntlet scare so hard that the man spontaneously combusts and then turns around <laughs> and this little girl's just looking at her and goes I want to be just like you and literally all you have to take from that scene is I want to murder people in a <laughs> bank. Just like you do, and it's an earnest moment. Well, but you know what's perspective, though. Perspective. No, not perspective. No, he's saving them. That's what the little girl says. She wants to be a hero that saves people. That is not what no, she is saying. I, I gotta say, she has seen what she is. Look, it, I'm going. She look, saw man's brain I'm going, splatter on that wall. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm going by the very concept of how movies speak to us. Okay, and the way movies speak to us is this is that if a character says something after seeing something, that amounts to what they've just seen. So that girl says, I want to be just like you. Okay? As far as we know, if you had seen Wonder Woman, like, save a bus full of people... But saved them. By murdering several people. Which I'm fine with. I'm unequivocally love this. I think the little girl wants to be a hero. I think the little... uh, Yeah, by murdering people. You know? (laughs) I I think it's going to be great. And I'm fine with that. Yeah, I am too. (laughs) This is you go out and get yourself a sword. Well, that's, that's, like, that's what Diana says. Yeah. It's like, you can be a hero, but you 
can be anything. You can be anything you want to be. If you want to murder people <laughs> like I do, you I just go for it. If there is like a similar example that kind of speaks to Josh's point, is you can contrast that scene with a scene in um, 1984. In the mall, yep. where she doesn't kill a single person. She shows up, yeah. she like restrains and ties up and heats up all the dudes and saves that girl. There. And she saves a little girl there. because that one guy just goes, yeah, like, this takes it all the way. He's just like, well, her. I guess I'm gonna kill a kid yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> and like she, she like saves her and like and like slides her into like a big teddy bear and gives her a wink and stuff. And that's really cute. And that's like a, a similar kind of scene because she shows up, she, she beats up the bad guys, so she saves a little girl. Yeah. Um, 30 years later, just the tone. The he's just like, <laughs> the tone of it is just very. What not, the, tone but, of that's, the two scenes are very well, different. Well, when you interact, look, if you're a superhero and you're interacting with a child, okay? All right, it probably should, that interaction shouldn't be prefaced with murdering a bunch of people, and the well, and know. actually a better example of this is in a guy who deserves to have eight more hours of movies, and that's Mark Webb in Amazing Spider-Man Two, when the subplot of that little kid with the Spider-Man mask that all comes to fruition with a kid literally stepping up and saying, "Well, if no one else is going to protect these people, I will," because that's what Spider-Man does. I'll fight the giant right suit. Exactly. Twelve. I'll fight the giant right <laughs> so suit. And it's adorable, and no one gets murdered. Okay, and like it's not so the the. And I, I don't know. Spidey was about to sling that manhole cover right at right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I'm just, but still though, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I, but I, no. I mean, I, that's that scene was great. That's probably the that's the only. I mean, that's the only scene I will remember uh, fondly. I'll say that. You know. I don't, I don't think I have another fond memory of this movie. Was that interaction with the little girl? Was that in the Joss Whedon cut? No, no, no. no. Okay. no. And the the Joss, no, no. The scene is it's, the just, it's, it's a lot shorter. Um, it is more on the walls? no, it is more reserved. Um, I will say that. Um, and uh, and yeah, he doesn't interact with the. I don't. I don't remember her interacting with the uh, the people at all. Um, gotcha. I couldn't recall. I only saw the original Justice League once. Yeah, in theaters, so, yeah. So I couldn't really recall. Um, Josh, was there anything that was the only no, scene? That's it. Okay. Um, so for me, um, I did enjoy that scene. Um, I did. Um, I liked some of the cyborg stuff. I will admit that they, they really. I, I, I like the aspect of the, of the cyborg stuff where he's actually like, you know, being cyborg. He's doing, he's hacking things. He's doing some cool things. That that moment where he um, where he gives the woman basically all the money because he doesn't have. He's he's uh, really under uh, he's uh, like underprivileged and everything. Um, that was actually like a really good scene that I thought really kind of worked to maybe build up his character a little bit. What was the point of it? But the well, that's the thing. It's like. Because right really after that, just, what does he say? He says, "If the world." He yeah. does say, "If the world." <laughs> Literally, exactly um, that. In in the same, like with within, by that by that time in by by movie time, it looks like within thirty minutes of each other, those two scenes happen, which is really kind of a weird. It's almost like he wanted to humanize him, but but not really. But he didn't want to like, but not not too much, like. And, and and that's I think that's the core that might be the core issue with um, that might be the core issue with Zack Snyder just as a as a uh, creator anyways is that he focuses so much on 
the dark sides of who people can be. They doesn't understand. He doesn't actually understand hope, and that's really kind of sad. Um, I think personally, he saw the Teen Titans. Let's get Teen Titans go. Let's get serious. And uh, he just ran by that. And he just like that. They, they. I'm just thinking about dead parents. <laughs> they're dead. They're speaking, you know, and because like he literally goes, Robin literally goes. You should be more tortured than all of us. You're half man, half robot. What are you even? He's like, what am I? You know, like, and, <laughs> and that's literally that's that's cyborgs and that's his entire thing. Yeah, yeah, that's his whole thing at this point. But we, I did like when he said, "I'm not broken." At the end, I will. Yeah, say that. that's that. Yeah, that's because there's there's, but I don't. I almost didn't feel like it was. I almost felt like it wasn't earned. Like I mean, like I know, like. We, I'm gonna take what I can get. Yeah, that that, that that's fair. That, that that is fair. Yes, and, and that is a good line. That's a good line for Cyborg. And then, um, like when Wonder Woman's like, "I belong to no one." Yeah, Wonder Woman saying, "I belong to no one." When uh, against Steppenwolf, that's that's so a good line. Say it's good. You know, I that's that's a good line. <laughs> um, Does Batman have a good line? Here's the thing, okay. If I had not watched the rest of this movie. When I hear Batman say, I don't care how many worlds and how many demons he's fought and how many hells, he hasn't fought us united. That is a good hey. line in any other version of the Justice yeah, League. Yeah, but it also comes after he thinks he needs Superman in order to make the Justice League work. So Batman doesn't have trust in himself. Or anyone. Yeah. That, actually, the, you know, the, the other four should have been like, dude, we, we're right here. Like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy Wonder Woman. Yeah. Like, I... Don't hear as as the as the resident like biggest super Superman fan here. Um, I mean, I still have to I still have to to agree with Josh's point. Like the these are five of the best heroes in the DC universe. I understand Superman, Superman. I get it. And if you had done this whole thing where it was like, I just think we need Superman. Like I think the world needs Superman. That I love the idea of. Because you and I discussed that before, actually, Josh. I love the idea of the most impor- the most popular superhero of the of the last eighty years, saying that we need the most important superhero of the last eighty years. That is a that is a big big thing, um, and and um, I and I just think that that is actually. It's a, that's that's a genuinely cool moment that does not work post Batman vs Superman. It just it just doesn't. Um, yeah. Um, I, I I don't know, man. Like it. I, I struggle with that. I, I I really do because I don't I don't think he actually respects the D, I don't I don't think he respects the DC characters. I re, I really don't. I, I don't think he actually likes most of them. Um, he does like Wonder Woman. He does like Wonder Woman. Um, but, you know. Um, you have any other questions? Uh, what else did I like? That's the no, no. That's the only question is, like, because, because okay, even Superman, when Superman comes back, like, one, he still only has 16 lines. That's an issue for me. Yes, I counted. He did. I um, saw him. Hmm? I, I saw you count. Yeah. Um... He only has 16 lines in the entire movie. And when he comes back, he starts off fighting Steppenwolf. 
And I'm like, okay, this is cool. And and I actually really like the not impressed. And then he freezes the the axe, he cracks it. That I was like, okay, all of this is really cool. But then for some reason, then he just he just goes full Christmas story Ralphie mode, and it's just like I'm just gonna keep punching him. I'm just gonna keep punching him. And he just, but but there is no flick to say that his mom's on the way. Like there's, he just keeps punching Steppenwolf. And then he's like, this isn't enough. I'm gonna use my heat vision to cut off one of your, one of your horns, like a part of your body. And I just, I don't understand what we have to make Superman this bully. Like when when Superman is someone who. He hates bullies, and I, I just like from that last that last hour was the most difficult part for me to get through on on this because I just because I just could not I don't know. Well, for for Snyder Superman, it's, it's not so much. Superman. I don't think I don't I don't see Superman as a bully in this. I really don't. And like that, that scene didn't bother me as much as it did you. But for Snyder, Superman's always someone that's above us. It's not. That's the thing. He's not really a bully. He's just not really one of us, which is what which is, which is what you're reacting against. That's true. But we're we're just we're just gonna move on. We're just gonna yeah. I'm gonna yeah. Sorry. Um, most improved scene. Uh, Jenny. Most improved scene from the 2017 version of this one. Nothing. 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 Fair enough. That he might be fair. Four, he did this four full <laughs> hours of film. Nothing. Um, all right, Al. Most improved scene. Or are you going to go with nothing as well? Um, for the sake of not just reiterating uh, uh, what I said about Cyborg, um, I'll go with. I'll go with. You know what? They they earned a little bit of my respect um, by because I've always said if you're gonna. If you're gonna take something in a different direction that I'm not gonna enjoy, I'd rather you just go all the way with it. Okay. So to go, so to go from oh man, this was a fan reaction um, to Batman using guns and, and killing people and stuff. Um, I'm gonna say, you know what? They did not shy away from that at all, and they were just like, you know what? We're just gonna keep giving Batman bigger and bigger guns during this last fight and just have him turn into Master Chief. And and just start, they start shoot. taking the, the Parademon's guns, too. Yeah, yeah. And then just, just, he was done with his own gun. You know, he was done with the turrets he had on the Batmobile. So he took their, like, their laser rifles. And when he was done with that, he hopped on a turret and just started shooting them out of the sky just with pinpoint accuracy. I was just like, you know what? At least just... At least you went for it. Mm. At, le- at least you had the the gall to double down on your change in direction with Batman. I was just like, you know what? He's not just going to use guns. Mm. He's 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 going to love using guns. <laughs> it's going to be his. He's going to use all. The it's going to be his favorite thing in the world to use these guns. They 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 took the fan backlash and they were just like, you know what? We're just going to turn Bruce Wayne into just a representative from Alabama. And just, just make him just love these guns, and honestly, that was the most fun I had during the movie. Was <laughs> just seeing him go off. So 
he just could have just kept going. Like, and then at one point he blows up one turret. We're like, well, I guess that gives him more. They just go get another turret. It yeah. is. It is no surprise that Jason Todd um, is is the sharpshooter that he is, because <laughs> apparently Batman himself is just a crack shot with all kinds of weaponry. I think what what was there there was a funny part though because uh, because you you had literally just said. Well, can he can he not do anything without guns? And then he does like two spin kicks, and then just th- straight up throws a grenade at one uh, parademon and just yeah. and just explodes. Yeah, that's just... the thing. That was not a parademon grenade. <laughs> that was a grenade that Bruce Wayne, who at this point most of his rogues gallery is probably pretty old, but Bruce Wayne just had that on his person. So I can only imagine he's. He was prepping for like a usual day in Gotham City, and he's just like, "Hey, you know what? Old senile penguin may rob a bank this week. I need to have a grenade I can throw at that old bastard <laughs> to make him stop." <laughs> that was, oh goodness! That was great. Just go, just just turn it up to eleven, man. If you're gonna change something about a character I like, just just don't go halfway with it. Just go. Just turn him into the Punisher. This it was straight up. Yep. It was something else, man. Cool. Josh, most improved scene. I would say the flashback battle is probably the most improved scene for me, but 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 for different reasons. Just because I think it's just once again, sometimes, you know, sometimes it's just funny to me to watch. You talking about the one with, the one with Dark Side? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah, it's just okay. funny to me watch like. That was one of my. Well, 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 I mean, it, it, okay, it is and it isn't. Here's why: it, I think it's improved. It, it's definitely a Zack Snyder improvement because what's hilarious about this scene? Once again, any other director directing that scene would have had Dark Side just barely getting beaten by like a, you know, by just like some random thing that happened. You know, then the rent something happened that the ring did not think was going to happen or like you know like like you know a sildor taking you know half of a sword and cutting off sauron's finger just accidentally anyone else that directing that scene would have had that and in this thing dark side just gets the crap kicked out of him like literally people that that if that you had to tell me who they were okay take dark side out you know i mean aries who literally wonder woman blows into a thousand pieces in her first movie, is the guy that basically, you know, hits Darkseid with a mortal wound, you know, ten minutes into this battle. And so, like, it, it, it's, it's the scale of it's really interesting, but, like, you know, at, at, at that moment when you see that battle, which happens close to an hour into this four-hour movie, mm-hmm. so, like, if I'm, if I'm Diana, and I even said this while we were watching, if I'm Diana... And I get this information. I'm like, well, if Ares beat him, I can probably take him with one hand tied behind my back. Why are we scared of this guy? Like, he ain't going to be that much, you know? Literally, the first king of Atlantis, you know, the one that let Atlantis fall into the ocean, and then Zeus, who we haven't seen forever, Ares, who I blew up, and then the kings of men, you know, who apparently are not intelligent enough to, you know, hide the box correctly. They're the guys that beat Darkseid. You know, and they just—I mean, not, not just beat him. It's—it's it's a route. Like it's not—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a and one Green Lantern and one Green Lantern. Yes. But like I said, it's—it's it's, a—it's a one-sided affair. Like it's a—it's a dark side shows up. It, 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 it's a—it's a dark side shows up. You know, with an armada of ships, 
and gets turned away by four Greek gods, you know, in Themyscira and one Green Lantern. You know, I mean, it's just it's it's a route. Like it's and I just I don't understand. Like I said, any other director would have made Darkseid way more threatening there, and he literally leaves this battle bleeding, you know, bleeding out. Yeah. It's just profusely, actually. Yeah, it's just hilarious to me. You know, but but I mean, the scale of it's really impressive. You know, mm-hmm. and, I, and the scene was cool to look at, but it's just like, man, I mean, it, it's like that's your big bad. Your big bad just gets the crap kicked out of him. A lot of people are are making this have made the statement like since this was really early for Darkseid, like he's still like Uxus technically. No, no. Like I'm just that, saying, it I'm doesn't just, work. It doesn't work because even re- even that requires you to know so much exactly. But also, cosmic DC. But also, but you told me that last night. I've I've read a lot of comics, y'all. I had no idea what the hell you were talking about. Oh, okay. I was, I was just like, "What do you? Well, what do you mean?" But he already has the anti-life equation at that point. Even so. even even really early, Darkseid kills his all-powerful cosmic father and takes his place, and then shows up, you know, to have to get beaten by four armies, four primitive armies. Okay. I mean, no, it doesn't work that way. It literally should have been, like I said, it should have been a, you know, like we barely, you know, we barely got out of this, you know. Like, I, seriously, I don't understand what, what, what Hippolyta is even scared. Because if I'm, if, you know, if, if I'm, if I live through that, I'm thinking to myself, well, the, the biggest Amazon of all time is Wonder Woman, the best one of all time. We didn't even have her and we beat her, you know. So, like, you know, I, mean, I just think, like, that's a... You know, to to me, to me, it's just it that 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 scene is just so backwards in so many ways. You know, and it's just it's just you know, you know, endemic of the rest of the film, of what else is happening in this film. You know, is just you know, it's just it just the rest of what's happening in this film is backwards. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy that we're supposed to be scared of, you know, has already been beaten. You know, one hour in this movie. So, I don't know. It's just it's it just yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just weird to me. What was your question? Uh, most improved scene. Most improved scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. It was my bad. It's great. Jake, what I was mean, your what was your most improved scene? I mean, I mean, in fairness, I did. What did you enjoy? That I started ranting about Superman exactly. because Superman is a solid half and half for me in this one. But, anyways, um, most improved scene for me. Um, uh, the uh, the tunnel battle I actually enjoyed a lot more in this one. Whenever the first fight, whenever the five of them first kind of meet up and everything, um, I did enjoy Flash in that part a lot more than in the original because I hate the original. The I'm scared of bugs and pretty much everything. And then Batman just does the save one person, just one person, and then save someone else. And then like because that's a really I just those were great impersonations. I didn't I didn't like those. Does he have to tell Barry Allen to to save one person? That's that's an issue. Yeah, exactly. Um, Contrast that with this version where he just jumps right in and he's actually the one who mentions, "Guys, we're not fighting together. We're supposed to fight together." That I actually enjoyed that. I was I was like, okay, yeah, good. Yes, good. Good job, Barry. Yeah, and Bruce Um, does a really good Batman thing where he jumps into the fight. He disarms one of the parademons, yep. and then he hits them with the gun. Yeah, he doesn't hit like, them with the gun. This is he, the most Batman thing I've ever seen. Yeah, him do. this it's is crazy. yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I will admit in that scene though, you do get the weirdest Batman voice I've ever heard. Like they can <laughs> never say a single thing about Christian Bale ever again. And what's really weird is like this is the one time he has ever sounded like this. The rest of the Justice League movie, he does not sound this bad. And in Batman for Superman, he does not sound this bad. But I swear, there is a point when he's talking to Barry where he goes, <laughs> I, I, That is the sound that is coming out of him. And like it's just, it's so weird. It was it was it actually it made me audibly laugh because I was that was it was the weirdest thing I'd seen in that entire movie so far. And there's a lot of weird stuff by then. But I think as a Patreon reward, we should release um, the audio capture for when you just did your Batman impression. <laughs> that's, just, that's the that's, that's, that's just a wall of blue showing up on the capture. <laughs> oh man! Oh goodness! Yeah, the, the, yeah, those levels are spiking when, when I do that. Um, but I, I did actually like that tunnel scene because it just it just keeps every every aspect of that. Is is good, you know, because Wonder Wonder Woman's fight with Steppenwolf is real is really cool. Um, I like Barry, but of course Barry can't do. They can't let Barry have a cool moment for some reason. I don't I don't understand it. He he gets one he gets one good one at the end where he turns literally turns back time. No, dude, but, the car scene was supposed to be cool. Okay, but the car scene's not that okay, anyway. Okay, that, that's the purpose of that, it. That is the purpose of it. So. He steals a hot dog and randomly pushes Iris's hair out of out of the way. Because apparently that's important. Um, we're not. We're not there yet. Yeah, we're, we're not. We're not there yet. Yeah, we're not. We're, we're not. We're not there yet. We're anyways. Um, you know, I yeah. But anyways, yeah, yeah. The, the tunnel scene is probably the most improved scene. That's because I, I thought everything about that was better than in the original. So, um, Jenny. What? <laughs> was this movie? Better, worse, or the same as the 2017 version? In my opinion, worse. Really? Okay, gotcha. Josh, better, worse, or the same? I think it's about the same. About the same? Al? Um, Let me, hold on, Denman, real quick, mm. before Al says it. Sorry, everybody. It's the same. You don't get to hear what I think. It's the same, except <laughs> there's four hours of it, so it's worse. Mm. Um, yeah, I was about to say, like, I mean, you take. I was pretty kind to the original Justice League when it came out. Mm-hmm. I your article is actually. I wrote an article. There's competing. I said, three, I said three good things, three bad things about the Justice League. There's competing League. Was, articles that are hilarious to read because I read them in retrospect now <laughs> of mine and yours back to back, where I'm just like, this is a disaster of biblical proportions, and you're like, you know, I kind of liked, you know, the <laughs> Superman said some nice things, yeah. you know, um, but. I was pretty kind when the original Justice League came out, but like the original Justice League definitely like had had its issues. Um, I'm not gonna act like Joss Whedon showed up and, and fixed every problem with the core script. Like that didn't happen. It had its issues, and like there are ways. I really do think there are ways to fix the problems in Justice League, but adding an hour and a half to it is not really is not really gonna do it any favors. Mm. Because you just got even more scenes where the problems were present. You got more scenes where Batman wasn't acting like Batman. You got more scenes where Superman just isn't in. Now, instead of not being in like 70% of the movie, now Superman isn't in like 95% of the movie. Like, I mean, 
you get the Joker in this movie for some reason. Like, adding more scenes for the problems to exist in isn't the best way to fix those problems. So I'm going to say it was worse. But I, I, you're probably right, but here's, here's the thing. All of my issues with this movie are issues that have already risen up with the other Zack Snyder movies. So, like, it, it's hard for me to say, like, it's worse than Justice League, you know, and, and, like, or that's a less successful movie than Justice League, because, for better or worse, this is Zack Snyder's vision of these characters, and this is a evolution of the vision of those characters. There's nothing in... There, Batman doesn't do anything in this movie that is, like, that, that would make you go, well, this is different than the Batman and Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. You know, same with Wonder Woman, same with Superman. Mm. You know, and so there's nothing here that's a surprise to me because it is the conclusion of the Zack Snyder characters. I just have serious problems with those versions of the characters. I will say I do think this Snyder cut of Justice League is better um, than Batman v Superman. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll say that too. That's, Batman yeah. v Superman. I still think that Batman that's, v that's Superman fair. is the worst of the batch that we got. That's, that's fair. Years. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I I pretty much I think it's about the same. Um, just just because like, yeah, there's more of it, but I mean, I still have a lot of issues with it. Um, the same way I did with the 2017 version. Um, tonally, it does work better because it works better with following up Man of Steel and Batman for Superman. But mm-hmm. still, it's it's still a rough movie, and it's and it's still if your if your tone is matching two movies I already didn't like, it's not really going to help the help my opinion of that movie that much um and and when I ended 2017's Justice League there wasn't really a massive issue with the tone for me like of how of just how jarring it was as a film you know but just anyways yeah alright um most offensive scene since uh, we've Lord knows we've most offensive. Scene? Yes, what 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 it, what just really upset you the most in this movie? Um, because because we we've we've talked about what we enjoyed. We've and and I that guess. is spurred <laughs> that is already uh, just that train's already gone off the tracks. And any Snyder fans probably already turned this off by now. Anyways, yeah, we so really are trying to be positive. We are. And, I swear we are. And I do apologize that I took the question of was this better or worse than the original. And I took that and turned my answer into it was better than my least favorite superhero movie. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that's on me. Uh, Jenny, most offensive scene in the movie. Like what? What scene just really upset you? Um, I'm excited <laughs> to find out. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the Joker scene's a given, so I don't want to say that one. And you can. Um, we, but, like... We I can pick other ones. Somebody needs to. I thought the entire <laughs> scene on uh, the Amazon island that I'm not going to attempt to say right now. The mascara? Yeah. Yep. Um, that entire scene was extremely offensive to me because of all the horse death. It was unnecessary. Oh. And also, like, it just didn't seem realistic to me uh, at all. I just feel like the Amazons would have owned his ass. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, because uh, they already had owned yeah, his, uh, yeah. his boss's yeah. ass. That's the whole point of it. So things. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, sorry. But, like, <laughs> it just didn't make any sense to me. So, um, I didn't, uh, that, that scene was really offensive to me. Yeah. So that's all. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> mature viewers uh, writing in, in there. Yeah, if you're an equestrian or just like an animal lover in general, so that scene on Themyscira is not for you. I no. had to close my eyes halfway through it. It was no. rough. It was graphic, and Zack Snyder doesn't like horses. It's very clear to me. Like, or actually, I don't know if he likes people. To be honest, like, anyway. I guess that's the gritty realism that people wanted from this movie, though. Yeah. I know when I think gritty realism, I think I want to see just 80 horses <laughs> die. Just in horrific ways. Very physical deaths. Oh. Anyway, yeah, uh, next. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that was Ariana that's, Grande. Uh, this, <laughs> this episode of Phantom That's where we should end all of these. Um, oh, oh you want goodness. Joker or do you want me to take it? Oh. Oh, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna talk about my thing. You can talk about Joker, Josh. Okay. All right. So, Josh, what's your most offensive uh, scene? <laughs> everything about Joker in this movie is offensive. It doesn't. It doesn't need <laughs> to be here. It. It, I mean, it, it just doesn't need to be there. It, the 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 Jared Leto return of Joker is simultaneously fan casting and also a slap in the face to all of us that complaints about that version of Joker to begin with. Um, and then you know this the entire interaction is so unnecessary and so um, opposite of interactions that we've had. Um, and like, and here's the thing, like, I don't mind a Joker-Batman team-up, okay? The, this is something that, that, is, that has happened ever since Denny O'Neill took over in the 70s, okay? Joker-Batman team-ups happen about every five to ten years, okay? And they and all your good writers do them. Grant Morrison did one. Alan Grant did a great one. Let's see, who else do you want to mention? Scott Snyder did there a fantastic yep. one. I, I was coming, every, I was getting there. Every podcast we got to mention there. Scott Snyder. I was getting there, Scott, <laughs> but Scott Snyder did a great one. Um, and Scott Snyder's is, is about an apocalyptic reality where, uh, where, Batman and, uh, where Batman and Joker have to team up to figure out how you know how best to do this, the interesting thing in that one though is that Scott Snyder, who likes the Batman character, which is important, it's important to understand that you know when you're writing a character to at least have some type of respect for the character. So when Snyder likes the Batman character, he has Batman win Joker over just by the very Scott Snyder. Yes, I'm sorry, Scott Snyder. That's going to get confusing. Yeah, That's right. going to get confusing, when, yeah. When Scott Snyder, Small greatest world. scribe in Batman history, writes, wow. the, oh, writes the Batman character, he has Batman win Joker over. When Zack Snyder writes the Batman Joker scene, he has Joker offer a sexual favor, has Batman discuss Harley Quinn bleeding out in this movie, and Harley Quinn... Who they've already recast in this in in this in the DC verse as an optimistic character at this point. Mm-hmm. Zack Snyder just kicks that in the face and says, "When Harley Quinn was bleeding out, she asked me to kill you slowly." You know, and just I mean, it, it's so it's everything about that interaction is ridiculous. And I've been trying not to be offensive up to this point, and I know I've been failing. But here's an offensive statement. If you literally think that's the best interaction between Joker and Batman, you just need to stop reading comics, guys. You just need to give it up. You just need to stop. Okay? Just like just don't just 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 leave it alone. You know, because it's not for you. There are things that are for you. Okay? This is not one of them. We're about to rebrand okay? our slogan. Hmm? Yeah. Comics yeah. are for everyone except for people who <laughs> exactly. like that person. Yeah. Fandom is fandom is for everyone. Fandom is for some people. <laughs> <laughs> 
but not if you like that scene. Yeah, exactly. If you if you if you like that scene, this this is not this is not a fandom for you guys. No, I mean, not. well, I, I, the, the the words expressed by Josh Hardesty do not necessarily uh, reflect accurately the opinions of the rest of the fandom correspondents. That's fair. I have to have that in my Twitter bio. Yeah. Fandom, fandom <laughs> is for everyone, I guess. But gosh, that seems horrible. It, it's the worst. That, that it's, it, it's it, I was I was I was just sitting there getting actively angry, you know, angrier while I was watching that scene. It's true. In fact, in fact, like, I, and I have to say this now. I have to apologize to everybody I was watching this movie with because I snapped at all three of the fandom correspondents at some point because of how angry I was at the movie, <laughs> you know. So it's just it, yeah, it's just it was just true. bad. But yes, that was the most offensive scene to me. Al? Hello. I already so, know what you're going to mention. So before I jump into this, I'm going to take everybody back a little bit. Mm. I'm going to take y'all back to um, about 20... I think it was 2014, um, the year after um, End of Steel came out mm-hmm. in the like, official beginning of the new DC Universe. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going to take you back to 2014. We got the um, tentative film release schedule for the DC Universe. Um, it was just like, here, uh, we released on The Man of Steel. We got Dawn of Justice coming. We got Wonder Woman coming. We got, you know, Justice League coming. There's going to be a Flash movie. There's going to be a Cyborg solo film. going to be an Aquaman movie. Mm-hmm. It's going to be cool. Um, and... I noticed when I was, when I first found this news, and I was going through the movies that were coming up, I noticed a pretty glaring hole in this release schedule, and that was, oh wow, they don't have a Green Lantern film slated till like 2023, um, almost 10 years down the road, mm-hmm. um, and so I thought that was weird, but you know what, I I bet. Hal Jordan or Jon Stewart are going to show up in Justice League or something. And then a few years after that, they'll say, okay, we've built up the universe enough. Here's a fun space romp we're going to do with the Green Lantern Corps. Mm -hmm. That sounds pretty cool. I get that. Justice League came out 2017. I I watched it. You get a, in the original uh, theatrical cut, you get a brief glimpse of a Green Lantern in like the very beginning of the film. Um... And that's all you get. Um, Spider Cut shows up, and you get in the scene that um, Josh was talking about, where Dark Side shows up. They have a big um, standoff and big battle and stuff. Which, to Zack Snyder's credit, if there's one thing he does really, really well, it's very large action scenes. Um, but um, and you get you get one Green Lantern. Um, you get one Green Lantern. He shows up for a few seconds. Mm. He shoots a few beams. He does because you know you don't get any constructs. Mm. That would have cost <laughs> that would have cost Zach a little bit too much in his personal funds. Mm. So you don't get any constructs. You get a few beams of light shot and a few parademons. Um, Green Lantern swoops down 
this this no name Green Lantern we don't get to hear a lot about. Do we have a do you have an opinion on who that is or is it like I couldn't tell. It didn't look like it's five thousand years prior to anyone we would know. So I mean It looks like a goblin. Yeah. It does look like a goblin, yes. Um yeah. I, so I really don't know. I, well, you two are bigger Green Lantern guys than me. I like Green Lantern, don't get me wrong, but I just, I just wonder if you had an opinion who it might have been. As far as the individual character, yeah. Okay. I mean I think it's just a lantern. If you're gonna go they were like I mean if you're even gonna go five thousand years in the past, you have have to get into if, like the Guardians of Oa, okay. or even like in control at that point. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 no it's good. Homeboy flies down, goes down to confront Darkseid. At this point, I'm just like, okay, here comes like a cool construct thing. He's gonna like hit Darkseid in the face with like a Green Lantern hammer or something. This is gonna be cool. Darkseid cuts his arm off. That's holding the ring. Green Lantern dies. Ring flies off his hand towards Darkseid. There's like some contention of just like, oh, it's just like flying around and trying to buzz around and find a new host to just like hung out around Darkseid for a second. Darkseid reaches, like, no. Dark reaches out to grab it and gets his hand shot away by Themyscarin. God bless that Themyscarin <laughs> for stopping that from happening. Hmm. But it made sense to me in that moment as I was watching the scene. There is a second Green Lantern who shows up in the movie, and that's during the flash-forward scene where Homeboy's already dead, <laughs> just lying in a, in a pile of rubble. So we don't even get to know who that guy was. My headcanon is that it's Guy Gardner, because that'd be pretty funny. Um, we, we... In that moment when I watched that, it made perfect sense to me why Green Lantern was scheduled so far out when they released the tentative schedule of DC movies because if this thing is being this big cinematic universe project is being headed by Zack Snyder Zack Snyder obviously does not know anything about the Green Lanterns you really don't if Darkseid's showing up I mean again you have to get into like where the Guardians of Oa are at at this point but if Darkseid is showing up to a planet I think probably more than one Green Lantern would show up to try to deal with that. Probably. I think he'd probably do a little bit more than shoot a few beams since hard light constructs are the core of what lanterns do, usually. Um, again, unless you're Guy Gardner. Also, the lantern ring is forms a natural shield around you, so getting his hand off would have been pretty difficult. It would have been um, rough. Yeah. And usually... In Green Lantern mythology, as far as comic books, lore, and like the different c- character mythologies go, Green Lantern is, pr- is probably my favorite in comics, even higher than Spider-Man, if I'm being honest. Um, usually, a lantern ring will pass in one of two ways. Usually, the Guardians of Oa will find a suitable um, defender and, and gift it to them. Um, s- s- sometimes after a trial, and sometimes it just happens. The second way is if, in an emergency situation, the ring will kind of use its own kind of sentience to seek out a suitable host, depending on the the dominant emotional power uh, behind what that host feels, right? Mm -hmm. So green will usually go to somebody with great um, willpower who can overcome fear. Um, if, some, if somebody is very um, driven by fear, usually they'll get like a, a yellow ring after the uh, the mythos was expanded and things like that. Um, 
The idea that the ring would fly to Darkseid as a potential host infuriated me. And it's not because... And that's not to say that, like, well, Darkseid isn't a character driven by fear. He's probably just completely immune to fear. It makes perfect sense that he'd get a green ring. But that's not how that works, right? The Joker is a character who doesn't really feel fear. And the Joker doesn't have a Green Lantern ring. Because the power... (laughs) Because in the Green Lantern mythos, willpower is not just, oh, I'm very driven, I'm very determined. It's it's a more pro-social feeling of being able to drive out fear because you can um, find light and find things to live for both within yourself and with the people and the things around you. It's a more encompassing kind of emotional experience. Um, just seeing Dark Side flirt with being able to claim a green, a green Lantern ring was insane to me. But suddenly it clarified everything. It clarified that Zack Snyder either doesn't know a lot about Green Lantern Mythos or doesn't care very much about Green Lantern Mythos. That's pointed out pretty early on by the fact that we're getting a Justice League film without a Green Lantern in it, which to me is insane. Why you would not include a character who has the most creative power set and usually characters who have some of the most charisma in in the DC universe, and you're just going to be like, no, they aren't going to show up to almost like eight years after we have a Justice League film. It was insane to me. I hated that. Yeah. So much. <laughs> One day I'm going to get a Green Lantern movie, and it's going to be great, and, and I'm going to be the happiest person I've ever been. Mm-hmm. But that was just the opposite of any of that far off dream that was horrible so for me I mean there's there's a lot to choose from uh, I mean obviously the Joker scene would be a big one yes the the the, the Green Lanterns or lack thereof is, is a big thing um, and yes the the Themyscira horses uh, sacrifice that would that, that's a rough one um I've got to go with the one... I think the reason it was offensive to me is because everyone else kept telling me it was such a good scene until then. And because so, like I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Um, and that's the Flash scene with Iris. I'm glad somebody did it because I was going to ask for um, a second go around. A second go around. Of, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and we don't want to do that. We, we, we're just going to move on after this. But um, So the Flash scene, I, I kept hearing, had some great special effects... Had a really had had a, like a really cool moment for him, and instead, when I saw it, the first thing I get is like the the most grotesque burger eating I've ever seen, um, which is mm. is a big part of that. Which mm. our our friend Micah, who was watching it with us, said that his hope was that it wouldn't connect at all. So, like, they just randomly had a scene of this guy eating a burger. Um, that would have been hilarious, actually. Um, but, but no. So, the the car accident happens with Iris. Um, and because she, she runs into the truck and she's flying through the air. It hits a hot dog stand first. That's actually, that's oddly important. It is. Um, <laughs> that's a secret tool they're going to lose. They're going to so, use later. So, Flash... 
Bar Barry Allen is trying to get a job as a dog walker. Um, and he's just... I, Ezra Miller as... The, the, mo most offensive to this part of the movie might be Ezra Miller as Flash, honestly. I, I, everything about him I just did not enjoy in this movie. Um, and that that's true to the 2017 version. That's true to this version. That's true to his cameo in Suicide Squad. That'll probably be true to whenever Flashpoint comes out. I just... I do not like his version of Flash. Um, I just... I, but that but the scene itself... He starts running... And his his shoes disintegrate as he's running, um, which that's okay. You know that, that's, that's fine. fine. I was I fine with that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why his pants are still there, but I mean, I guess you just you you. Well, his feet are the ones that are moving. But his legs are also moving too. Yeah, but they're not hitting friction. Uh, that's a good point. Okay. 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 Unless he's wearing footsie pants. Mm, he was not wearing footsie pants <laughs> if though. Only. <laughs> if only. Okay. So why do his socks stay on? What, did his socks stay on? Yes. Oh, well then, I, well then I'm, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, see, I told you, I'm trying to be objective here. I'm trying to help Zach out. I didn't know. Sorry. Um, he runs through, he runs through the glass, he breaks the glass, which, you know, okay, that's kind of, that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, with, with one finger. With the E.T. finger. Um, yeah, with the E.T. E finger. He goes, yeah. and all, all of this is playing while this weird while these weird like slow jams are playing in the background because like this happens like four times because they do they do one with Wonder Woman or uh, or no they do one with just Themyscira in general then they do when they're shooting the arrow then they do um, one with Aquaman mm -hmm. um, and then they do this one with Flash and it's they're, they're weird songs um but but that's that, that's, the, that's one's the best because it doesn't because he's like there was a king there was there no was reason king. there was no reason for that which is just like, yeah he saves that fisherman and then like we just have like five minutes of him walking on a dock There's slowly a taking his shirt off like exactly. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's weird it, they're they're very very odd okay it's so great. Um, and I normally like Nick Cave too man but like that was. Some it's a weird one. Anyways, um, Flash goes to grab Iris, um, but first he he has to move her hair out of her face, I guess, so he can really focus on her eyes. That's not the first thing he does. Which is kind of weird. No, he doesn't. No, because what then he does that then. He grabs a hot dog out of the air. Oh, I thought he leads with the hot no, dog. No, he doesn't lead with the hot dog. That always. actually would have been amazing. Hey, everybody at home, always lead with the hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> then he grabs a hot dog out of the air and sticks it in his pocket. Then, like, because the thing is, he he's not grabbing her at that point. So, by all technical reference, it, if that scene ends right there, he just wanted to look at Iris's eyes one last time and grab a hot dog real quick. You know, um, he grabs Iris... And then, you know, places her down and everything. And, it's, and that moment's cool. They lock eyes. Her car inexplicably just explodes just right behind them. Um, he doesn't have any care about the truck driver because he might be gross. Um, and then he just runs back to the dog place. Okay? Um, and feeds the hot dog to the dogs. And then feeds the hot dogs to the dogs, yes. Um, and, and, then, then, and then it's like, I always carry a meat snack with me, you know, because... You never know when you're gonna need it if you're if you're a dog walker. And that's actually my favorite. That's actually my favorite line. 
in the movie. Is it? Because he wasn't a dog walker at that point. He, you know, he wasn't. That's true. So he why, had no experience. So why did he have the meat snack? Why did he? <laughs> <laughs> so that poor woman is like, oh, I know my glass is broken to my door, and this man came in carrying a hot dog. <laughs> I'm talking about maybe, this might be my, my favorite scene of the movie. Now that I think about it, um, but no, like. Just a bunch of I I'd heard a bunch of people say that they redeemed Flash in this movie, and I just didn't I didn't get that on this one. Like he's I just I just didn't really enjoy Flash at all in this movie, and I just and I that scene just yeah. Anyway, anyway, okay. Just moving on. We're 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 rounding up here. Can all the all Democratic right. candidates go around and say something they like about each other? <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the kind of vibes I'm getting right now. That's, yeah. Did you try that? We did try that. Did. It didn't work it out that work. well. Alright, so... What what is this movie... The, because, because the thing about this movie is that this was all because of a hashtag. This was all because fans wanted yeah. this. Everything that happens happened because fans were screaming for this. It is it is beyond the shadow of a doubt an unprecedented film event, um, and uh, I know that there was a lot of funding, but I know that Zack Snyder himself did not take a single paycheck for this because he said he did not want to be beholden to the uh, to any producers or anyone saying anything against him, so he didn't want to have anything over his head for this. And like Josh said, you know, he should have been allowed to finish the film in the first place. I will readily admit that. Because if you, if you have something set up, just go ahead and let him finish it. Um, you know, but what does this really say about the idea of fandom and the control that, that fans could have? Because we, we, you know, we saw with the Sonic movie, you know, that a trailer came out. Huh? Everyone hated the design of Sonic, mm-hmm. and then they went back and fixed it. And then I haven't actually gotten around to watching that yet. I've heard it's good. I've heard it's at least a lot of fun. It's actually know. quite good. Okay, yeah. so so and, I can watch Sonic the Hedgehog in the Snyder Cut. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, but then you have a movie like this where it's literally one of the most expensive movies ever made now because it because this is technically the second time reshoots have happened on it. Yeah, it um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and so and so, what what is what does a film what does a film like this really mean to the power of of fans? And also, should fans have that much power versus uh, over 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 a decision over a decision that is happening by by a studio or or by a writer? So, uh, Josh, we'll start with you. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, fans, um, you know. Uh, Fans ruined Star Wars mm. uh, to the point where, like, I, I, I've already stated, you know, to you and probably on here before that I will probably never do another, you know, Star Wars thing until, you know, they reveal Boba Fett to be a, uh, you know, a transgendered male. You know, that's, mm. the, that's the only way I'll ever do another okay. Star Wars thing. Okay. Um, because I don't like the concept of fans coming in and bullying people into doing things. Now, this was a positive. Okay? Mm. The Snyderverse is a positive, in my opinion. It's a net positive. Because fans wanted, particularly a particular vision, they wanted to see that. Okay, 
And it also, and I, look, here's the thing, you know, I, here's, a, here's a cynical thought for you, okay? Yes, the fans did this, but yeah, somebody has to thank Joss Whedon for being a horrible person and Ray Fisher for stepping up and saying he was a horrible person because yeah. this would not have happened without that as well. That's you know, that was a huge part of this and was a huge part of all the actors going, well, actually, yeah, we read a work with Zack Snyder. And then WB really kind of had their hand forced because they had dug themselves a hole here. Um, so that's a positive, okay? You know, and so, like, I think fans have, have helped. This is a net positive. Even if I don't like the Snyderverse, it's net positive for fandom. That being said, no, I don't trust fans. Not at all. Fans fans tried to get Heath Ledger kicked off of of uh, Dark Knight, and like, and if Twitter had existed like it did, like it does now, Heath Ledger might have been kicked off of Dark Knight. And how stupid would have that have been, you know? And all, and not, and I don't trust. I mean, you shouldn't trust fans. I mean, I'm I'm the one here that says, you know, Hugh Jackman's a bad Wolverine because he's too tall, and yet that's one of the most iconic characters in the history of of. You know, superhero movies. His performance isn't bad. You know, he's too tall, Jake. He's six foot two. Wolverine's not six foot two, and that's what I'm saying. Though you can't, you can't trust fans to do this because it, it goes back to what I said at the beginning of this whole thing. This isn't a movie for us, and the problem with fans is fans are typically only concerned with the movies that are for them. Okay, they want what they want, and when you're when you're Disney or when you're Warner Brothers, you have to reach beyond the nerds who are sitting here and going. Well, you know, green, the Green Lanterns are, do more than just shoot green light out of their rings because 95% of people don't know that, you know. So you've got to do more than just reach out to those, you know, to those core fans. And so it does bother me a little bit when you have a vocal minority like a group that can somehow bully, you know, people that are trying to reach as many people as possible. Because, yes, the Steinerverse isn't that positive, but Disney making it so that we can walk into any store and basically the world at this point and buy a Marvel shirt is a net positive for fans too. And I don't know if both those sides are going to be able to coexist. You know, because what this is, because like the, what I'm scared is like this is going to be a domino effect where it's like, you know, like anytime something happens that we, you know, remotely disagree with. Okay, Brie Larson's a great example of that. People just hate Brie Larson, you know, and she's got this huge deal of Captain Marvel. And so, like, is this going to be a thing now where we're going to be like, okay, you know, well, we don't like her as Captain Marvel, so we need to work to get her recast. That's a problem for me. So, yes, I think it's a net positive here, but whether it's a net positive going forward, I'm not so sure about. Hmm. Uh, so, Al, <laughs> what are what are your thoughts on what this means for fans? What are my thoughts? Yeah. yeah. And, and what and what does it mean going forward from here? Yeah, it's it's a double edged it's a double edged sword. Um, you know, again, I think I mean, you know, the more power to Zack Snyder for getting to in a shot his vision, even if it's something I didn't particularly enjoy. I mean, let's get that uh, very like straight too. Like, you can like appreciate like the idea of a person like achieving their vision even if you don't care for the vision um, I think it's great that he was able to finish up this thing and uh, when he was in a healthier um, emotional place after um, his family tragedy you know mm. I think it's great that he got to see that out 
I think that's awesome. Um, I didn't enjoy it. I'm never going to watch it again. But that's okay. Uh, it's, I mean, not the more power to him. This movie's not for us. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Great. Um, you know, um, we're already starting to see a little bit of, of a ripple effect with this. I mean, you get on and see people doing, you know, hashtag release the air cut of Suicide Squad. Mm. You know, you see people on the other side are just like, hey, hashtag, you know, release this the six-hour uh, director's cut of Endgame. Like, I mean, it's, it's happening. And again, if people want to support that, if people want to ask for that and make their preferences known, I, th- I think that's great. That's part of being a fan is that you're passionate and excited about the things you like. Um, and that's awesome. Where I see problems coming up with that, though, is that there are now people trying to use that same kind of release the Snyder Cut kind of energy to just be like, okay, we'll reinstate Zack Snyder now. I want to see like the rest of his universe. Um, and again, if you want more Zack Snyder stuff, if you want to get on and crowdfund like a Zack Snyder indie studio, that, that's totally fine and, and let him do his own thing. The thing is that there is an inherent paradox when you take this idea too far, where you say, all I want to see are, you know, Zack Snyder's versions of these characters, or if you say, all I want to see are like the Joss Whedon versions of these characters, or go over to Marvel, you say, all I want to see are the Russo brick the Russo brothers versions of these characters is that you really aren't trying to to respect or encourage any real kind of creativity because sure. if you were you would be encouraging all forms of creativity so when fans are trying to use the same release the Snyder cut energy to say shut down all the other films that WB has in store for the reboot or whatever they're going to do that's not really as supportive of free art as you might think it is. Mm. Um, you know, you gonna, you have to, you have to decide. You have to choose if you're really gonna be like, yeah, let's get things as, as open and as expressive as we possibly can, mm-hmm. and that means for everybody. That means for the creators we don't like, as well as the creators we do, or, or you. Or you have to be like, no, I just want the people I like and the things I like, and that's it. Um, you have to choose one of the two. Um, I'll always lean towards the, on the more creative stuff on my personal side of things. You might disagree if you want to, like whatever. But, you know, if we get, if we get seven more Zack Snyder films popping up on HBO, like, fine. As long as I get... A ton of other stuff yeah to watch too mm-hmm. I mean that's just kind of that's just kind of the world you have to accept if you're okay with fans being as vocal and as potentially powerful as they have been the last couple of years with this kind of stuff um, obviously this sentiment does not apply to fans who get on Instagram and Twitter and and make people like Ellie Marie trans life a living hell to where she gets Ace off of the platform yep. for her own sense of security and mental health. Uh, that does not apply to to them. Um, 
there's always the argument, well, just separate the art and the artist, or whatever it might be. Um, if you want to take your fandom to a point where you're harassing people and making them feel unsafe, um, then fandom isn't for you. And I hope you can find passion in something else, because because you're toxic and you don't deserve the things you you don't deserve the things you care about. If that's the direction you're going to take it. Word. Just wanted to, to to have that clarification on that topic. <laughs> I feel like all four of us can definitely agree with at least that part. Snaps for Al. Snaps for Al. Yes, yes, yes. Snaps for Al. Um, yeah. No, you're you're absolutely correct in that. Um, the reason we say fandom is for everyone because and and. I should have put this at the beginning of this. If you enjoyed this movie, congratulations. Like, that's... I'm like, happy for you. Yeah. yeah we, I'm glad you have something you like. Yes. Like, as much as we did not like this movie, you know, that is okay. Um, because fandom is truly for everyone. Because you can have different versions of these movies and have different, different versions of these characters if you enjoy them. And that's, that is 100% for you. Um... But, but yeah, any form of actual like toxicity towards the creators or the actors, people who are just trying to do their jobs, and, and, and also give, maybe not us, maybe not everyone, but someone, someone that they like. Prime example, I said I don't like Ezra Miller as Flash. I still don't like Ezra Miller as Flash. I'm not going to get on there and say, Ezra Miller, I do not like you as Flash, because someone does, somewhere. Someone likes that. Jesse Eisenberg is Lex Luthor. Um, yeah. That might be the line. Actually. <laughs> is, 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 that, is that the line? <laughs> but but no, someone probably likes that, and more power to them. Um, and also, I'm not going to do that. I I'm not going to do that to Jesse Eisenberg, you know. And I'm not going to do that to Jared Leto for the Joker, because you know I, I know I know they're difficult. I know we don't like them. That's fine. But I'm not going to go on. And, no one should be harassed for for just doing a job. No way. I was harassed by Jesse Eisenberg. Were you? You weren't doing a job. Well, you were. You were, were critics. Oh no. <laughs> Anyways, um, but no, I, I, I also I really liked what you said about you know the creativity aspect because even if you don't like something, you know maybe you come back later and you might like it. You know, I don't know if this is gonna happen with this, but I know for a fact it happened in the Marvel universe. Did not like Thor Ragnarok at first. I'm a level with you. Just didn't really care for it. Thought it was because it, it wasn't the movie that I was expecting. He didn't like um, fun. Loki. I, he it fun. does have low. It does have Loki, but I was expecting the this giant epic with Surtur and you know and this big epic battle with all of them and everything. That doesn't happen, and that's movie. and that's okay. It's a great movie. You're lame. Once I I am lame, or excuse <laughs> me, I was lame. You know because I love the movie now. Um, you know, and, and I can't wait for Love and Thunder. But that's that's the thing is that we, you have to be able to, and, and, and I think all fans need to do this, you have to be able to accept that there are going to be certain things you don't like and that there are going to be certain things that you may not enjoy. And like Josh said, this is a net positive because some, because a creator was allowed to finish what they started. And that's more power to them, you know, on that can I, can I interject something that I would actually, it's going to surprise everyone here, probably Al the most. Oh, if I was WB tomorrow, I'd be like, hey, Zach, come back and finish it out. I would too, because that is the... Finish it out. Then the reason I say it is because what's WB got going for it? I mean, really, I mean, to be honest, you know, well, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, here's the thing, like, this schedule, I think Mortal Kombat would have been good. I think Godzilla vs. King Kong would have underperformed, considering what they're, 
what would have happened. If, I'm just saying if stuff had come out, I think Mortal Kombat would have overperformed. That's when I guess I spent $40 million on the thing. I think Godzilla vs. King Kong would have underperformed. I think they were expecting it underperform. I think they were expecting all these underperform. That's why they put them out on HBO Max. So I'm saying if I'm WB and you're the thing that has gotten the most attention yeah. is Zack Snyder's Snyderverse and you've got a fan base built into it, Bring them back. Because the, the little things, the yeah. Tom and Jerry movie just weren't going that crazy? Well, I'm just saying, like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know anybody was asking for a Tom and Jerry movie. I love Tom and Jerry, but no one was asking for that movie. That's true. You know, and I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, King of the Monsters underperformed, so there's no reason to think Godzilla vs. King Kong would underperform. I mean, underperformed for them. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd bring them back tomorrow, you know? And I'm and it, it, it's horrific, because I don't want to see any more of these movies, but that's what I would do. You know, if I was WB, because once again, you've got a built-in fan base. You have you have a group of people that, although significantly smaller than the Marvel fan base, is probably twice as rabid as the Marvel fan base. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you have that, I think you can try to build on it. You know, and you can still do the Robin Pattinson Batman, you can still do the Suicide Squad, but have them come in and do Just League 1, 2, or, or 2 and 3, and, you know, so we can see... Lois Lane died, and that apparently makes Superman turn to dark side, and somewhere Tom Taylor goes, I wrote Injustice, and then like, you know, you know I'm just saying like, you know, like I don't know, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, that you can you can do all those, all those movies. All those zany things. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and, you, and you, you'd have, they'd probably make a billion dollars each. I don't know why you wouldn't do that, you know. And that's probably the, the nicest thing I've said because I can't stress enough how much I hate these movies. <laughs> that being said, on the others, I know that um, if WB were to call him and say, hey, come back, honestly, I don't f- think he would. I think he would. Hey, I mean, he, he's done nothing to do interviews about, let me tell you what I was going to do next. Let me what? tell you, you want to hear something funny? Superman's son was going to be Batman. Oh, you, know, you want to see that? You want to see? He's done nothing but really. that. And once again, like I mean, <laughs> I really Snyder's a fantastic promoter. He's very good at promoting himself. Mm-hmm. Always has been. So I, I think he, I think he'd come back. Once again, what else is he going to do? The Ann Rand movie? He's doing. He's doing. Uh, 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 not Alex Shrugged. He's doing Fountainhead. the Fountainhead. He's doing Fountainhead. So I mean, are you? Are you it's like you're telling me right now yeah. that like if WB said, hey. Here's here's millions of dollars to do Justice League. All you gotta do is leave the fountainhead behind. You're telling me he's not gonna do that? And of course he would. All day long. I wonder how many F words are gonna be in the fountainhead. Plenty, because it's an Anne Rand movie. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh goodness. Alright, final thoughts. Anybody got anything they want to say that they have not been able to say yet? This podcast is currently shorter than the than the Snyder Cut itself. Good. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to talk about Green Lantern some more? I can stretch it out. Oh, goodness. Um, um, no. Um, hey, if you enjoyed this, again, I'm glad you have an, um, another thing that you like. Um, at the same time, don't be mad at me for, don't be for, mad not, at me for not enjoying yeah. it. Like, it goes both ways. Um, yeah, if you enjoyed it. Then, then I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Kudos to you. I just really wanted to hear Cyborg say booyah. I I'm did re- too. I'm really I sad was, that, did, that didn't like, make the new Let cut. him say it once. It's Come on, shame. man. It's a shame. Give I us hope something. He's, 
I wish he had said it and had said it really angrily. Booyah. He just like he does it as like he's impaling a parademon on his <laughs> on his arm spear. He's just like booyah. That would actually be pretty awesome. Yeah. I wouldn't even be upset. Let's do it. Jenny, Josh, final thoughts, anything? Um, yeah, it's a movie. It is a movie. And Wonder Woman's cool. And Wonder Woman's cool, yes. She's the best. Yeah, Wonder Woman is the best. Yeah. Wonder Woman 1984 is good. Yeah. That's... Yeah, I think it's good. We did talk about that. Yeah, that's a a great one, you know? Yeah, it's a great movie. There are a lot of people who don't... Yeah. Who hate 84, which again... You can hate it, but yeah, but yeah, you can, yes, if you, you want can, to. Yes, you can yeah, get mad at me yes. for enjoying it. I will it. say, at least in '84, the Lasso of Truth works correctly, so that's pretty cool. The Lasso of Truth does work mm. correctly it's in '84. Got a rusty in the last thirty years. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Spicy sorry, I forgot to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, anything? I don't know. No, mm. okay, I'm done. I think I'm pretty I've much. Said, done I've said enough bad things about this movie. Yeah, I think I'm pretty much done as well. Um... It's kind of a dour podcast. I kind of kind of hate that, but I mean, we this is yeah, this this is, this is our critique. Dude, you, know? if you don't. If you thought this podcast was dour, just wait till you watch the Snyder Cut. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even mention the fact that this movie starts with Superman yelling for ten straight minutes. Oh, yeah. We didn't the the scream yeah. oscillating. The yes, scream oscillating. Oh, yeah. we didn't. We didn't touch lamentation music. Either. The ancient lamentation music. music. Yep. The captions of this are fantastic. Yeah. I will admit that. Ancient Lamentation music, music plays every time Wonder Woman is on screen. I swear. That's pretty um, cool. I like the. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, since we since we had the the Chunky XL one, uh, the original theme. Al, what is the what does the Ancient Lamentation music sound like? <laughs> 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 If you subscribe to our third tier on Patreon, <laughs> you can get a downloadable MP3 of you doing that. <laughs> Send it as a ringtone, scare uh, your friends. I would text it. Oh, man. So it's just constant. Yeah. Um, anyways, thank you all so much for, for listening. I know we've kind of been a little scatterbrained. And oh, all oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Oh. Um, one more thing uh, I loved... Unironically about the Snyder Cut. Oh, Granny Goodness. Oh yes, yeah. Oh, Gr- Granny Snyder. Goodness has a that got me hype. Yeah, you were like because he kept saying Granny Goodness is gonna show every time Desaad shows up in this movie. He kept saying Granny Goodness, Granny Goodness. Because who cares about Desaad? If they're gonna do Desaad, they better do Granny Goodness. I agree, <laughs> but like I was like, they're not gonna do Granny Goodness. They're not gonna do Granny Goodness. They finally show that portal with Darkseid and Desaad and. Granny goodness. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the scream that erupted from Al. Like, it made Ancient Lamentation music just sound, like, weak in comparison. I haven't been he was that excited for a combo character since I'll, Spider-Man Far From Home. But I'll, <laughs> say, I'll say this. That scene even made me angry because, once again, it's one of those that shows Snyder doesn't know what he's talking about. Because I'm like, well, where's Calabac? Where's Big Barda? They should all be there, too. Right? Uh, yeah. Well, why not? Because we because we just wanted to see the side of Granny Goodness, man. Okay, but what I'm saying though is like, please Calabac when you have Granny Goodness. I'm telling you right now, somebody told Zack Snyder. Let me tell you something. There's this old woman that trains women to fight, and he was like, "We got to put her in the movie somewhere." <laughs> That's what happened there because Wait. she's not more important than Calabac or Big Barda. I agree. Also, what about the Marshall Manhunter thing? The, the Marshall, Marshall Manhunter. Man yes. Uh, so Marshall Manhunter does show up. 
towards the or uh, well, Martian Manhunter does a bunch of stuff. It doesn't matter in this movie. That's we can end there. <laughs> well, like, but like, what? What so is he? What? Who? Who is he? What? What's his purpose? What's like, his purpose? Yeah. In the comics or in the Snyderverse? In the Snyderverse, I, I have no like, idea. I've never. I'm not familiar with the man. Who is Constantine? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you never like watched the original Justice League cartoon. Yeah. Okay, the, the the green guy with the uh, blue that cape. Look like him at all. Well, you're right. That's, that's him. <laughs> that's, right. that's, that's him. <laughs> that's that's him. But like when he like goes to talk to like Amy Adams, like what was the? Uh, to get Lois Lane, I guess back to work. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um. That was no, he didn't do that. Else he didn't do that at all. <laughs> because Superman was coming back anyway, so it solved all of our problems. So that scene was useless. Okay, sorry. Anyway, didn't and then the last subject. scene was useless the... because even Bruce Wayne's like, I don't know why this matters. Like Bruce Wayne, <laughs> Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne. You know, like five days prior is like so, is like we need as many people as we can get. And I guess when Steppenwolf gets beat, he's just like, I'm just gonna take naps forever and, like, and he's just he's angry Martian Manhunter has woke him up so he's like well I'm glad you're here hopefully we won't need you yeah that's honestly how Affleck plays that yeah he to, plays to, it like Martian Manhunter like, shows okay. up and is just like I'm I'm here to help and Ben Affleck Ben Affleck's just like I was napping like, okay I'm not great really doing anything right now like oh, could, not, 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 oh you're a Martian or anything like that or like yeah. this okay. meeting this meeting could have been an email yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, my people talk to your people. How about that? This is... So, yeah. Okay. No, I'm done. No more. We're okay. This. Thank you all so much for listening. <laughs> um, we've got, we, we do have a lot of fun stuff coming up with Comic Fest. Um, we do. We do. We've got, yeah. we've got, we've got some great podcasts coming. Our top 10 favorite uh, superheroes. Which will be much more positive. Pretty sure Marshall Manhunter won't be. In Marshall place. Manhunter will not be. He's not in mine, unfortunately. Speak for yourselves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish his name was Marshall Manhunter. <laughs> 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 Why did they just go with that? Um, so yes, we've Marshall got. Marshall the Manhunter. Okay, but, okay, you have to choose a human name. Oh, I know what I'm going to choose. <laughs> <laughs> my name's My name's Marshall Handmunter. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry, Jacob. Do no, your clothes out. You're good. Okay. Um, Peace. Yes. Uh, Phantom is for everyone. Let's just always remember that. No matter no matter how much you may disagree about a movie um, or any other aspect of fandom. Um, but yes, once again, just thank you all so much for listening. And we'll be talking to you all soon. Y'all have a good day. Later. Cowabunga. <laughs> <laughs>